0: Hey, thanks for listening to The Wannabes. This is my 1v1 episode. It's a long time coming. If you're interested in what I was like before The Wannabes, all the shit I did before that, this is a good place to find out. I had a lot of fun. I wanted to give a one quick shout out. I went through all these people before when um, I was talking about my early days. I just need to give quick shout-outs to Icy Syrup and Hostelgato. There's so many more. Also, Jeremy, Emil, Gabe, just so many people. But I need to put shout-outs out in the beginning. The rest will probably come later, and if I don't shout you out at me. And if you don't know that I didn't shout you out, then you're not listening, so I don't care. I'm going crazy. Anyway, this was a lot of fun going over my early days. I would shout out Chess, but I talked about him for about forty minutes. So, if you're listening, buddy, just you're, you'll you'll be brought up. Don't worry. And that's about it. Um, enjoyed this episode; it was a lot of fun. And stay sane, stay safe. I'll Talk later.
1: Welcome everyone to another 1v1 interview series. This is your boy Wasabi and I'm here with my good friend JD, the artist formerly known as Poonslayer7, one of the best <laughs> New York Foxes in the region. How are you doing JD?
0: Hey, that was that was nice and concise. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> your podcast too. So <laughs> True.
0: thanks for allowing me to continue it with you.
1: I know, but you know, similar to what we did in my episode, this is, you know, your one v one series, uh, so that like we get to know about your past before we started the podcast and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's run it. What do you want to know? Uh, yeah.
1: So I wanted to start at the very beginning. You know, like you first started playing melee, from what I know, in Upstate in Onionta, and and go from there. Does it start with you meeting? One of your best friends chess
0: kind of so i'm gonna go a little before that um just because i technically did enter tournaments in high school in 2012 2011 but they were not um like official uh no, no tournaments were official but they weren't on crts they weren't properly run but in our high school we had this actually i was the main to now that i think about it so there was just a lot of talk about Melee because a lot of, you know, people that were the nerds and whatever, um, our nerd culture was kind of intertwined with uh, the cool kids. So it wasn't just like the the classic, you know, basement dwelling geeks that no one talked to. Like there was a, a strong coalition of, uh, of the cooler kids that would play this game. So it was very open talk about who the best Melee player was. And, man, I have to even go further back to when I was a kid. I would play the game since it came out just consistently throughout the years um, with one of my good friends, Owen. And he was good at everything he did. He would, uh, you know, be my main competition. And every time we'd hang out, which was, you know, twice a month or so, we would play Melee for an hour or so and then Mario Kart and whatever. So I, I had so much experience playing Against him, So I thought I was the best in my high school. And in order to settle the score, I went around with a clipboard to all the people that were talking trash and I signed them up for a tournament at my house and ended up ended up getting like 16 people. We had three setups um, in my house. Two of them were on LCDs and one happened to be on a CRT. We didn't know there was a difference. Mm -hmm. And I ended up winning that tournament, but losing in, I guess, winners. Um, to someone who ended up DQing so it was kind of like a faulty win in a sense because he ended up leaving before the tournament was over but I ended up taking first prize and like $40 or something and that was with Jigglypuff oh, damn. Um, <laughs> which I think is the best character to play on uh, LCD TV anyway um, I didn't rest one person one time we were just you know pressing aerials and, and doing whatever but that was my first experience in playing. And I, I invited my girlfriend at the time over. My mom made mac and cheese for everyone. We were just, like, eating food and drinking soda and playing Melee. And um, in senior year, that was, like, sophomore year. By senior year, it had become such a craze with our grade and the grade below that um, we continued having these tournaments. I wasn't TOing them anymore. My good friend Joe was, who is still one of my best friends, He still plays. And we ended up having three tournaments at his house, one of them being a triple elimination bracket that I think lasted for around eight hours. How and does that even work, triple elimination? It's, I don't remember. It was all hand-drawn. It was a hand-drawn triple elimination bracket. And um, I ended up getting second at the last ever high school tournament to a Peach player while I was a chic main and I would just try to come down and like down air him and he would crotch cancel down smash and I didn't know how to beat it and I got nervous and lost uh that still stings so that was my last tournament but we had multiple in high school and I would play consistently and just a lot of people were into it at my high school just incidentally so then when I got to college I you know toyed with the idea of playing more but I was trying to really focus on school and you know, try not to play online games. I didn't bring my computer because I wanted to make sure I was doing well in school and not being distracted. So um, my first semester of college, I was just hyper-focused, doing really well. But come October, when the documentary came out, I immediately just like struck a chord. It was like, oh, shit, there's, you know, there's still so much to, to do here. And I had watched all the, like, Apex 2012 VODs, Apex 2013, um, the different, uh, you know, Top 8s and the USA versus the World. Like, I I was just a monster fan of all that. And so, about the day after I finished the documentary, which was a week after it came out, I went on Smashboards to look for what was going on in my area. Just, shit, Central New York, Oneonta, just whatever. And a post from chess was on Smashboards. And he said, uh, I'm the best player in central New York. Come come find me. Um, and I sent him a message, and he met me in the fine arts building, which would soon become my home. I went to his house, met his roommate, Dom, who, became, who I became good friends with later on. And from then, it was history. We would play all the time, go to tournaments, all that. So that was how we met. Uh, but a quick story before, uh, before we continue. The mm-hmm. first time I met Chess was a couple months before that. I had actually met him. And I had gone to a frat party, got wasted, and just ended up hanging out with this one guy who was in the frat but also involved in theater. And somehow I just, like, was hanging around, this one dude who I don't know, was like taking me under his wing that it's a long story, but essentially reluctantly I was brought to this house that I did not belong at. It was like a inclusive or exclusive, uh, like theater party. And I was just this drunk freshman strolling up, like (laughs) drunk out my ass, just being there. And, um, Alex Chess was like the only person who would actually talk to me there. He was actually tolerating me, and you know, hearing about whatever. And <laughs> um, they they just made fun of me because I ended up being friends with all those people through theater. But through that party, I had met Chess, and he that was his first impression of me. Oh and my god! A few months later, we we uh, started playing melee.
1: That's not... So were you in theater? Like, is that how you got invited? Or were you Eventually. not... Eventually, in- no. Nope. I oh, no, that is no, awkward, dude. No connection. Yeah,
0: super awkward. That's so <laughs> awkward. Oh, my God. Yeah, it worked out, though.
1: Mm-hmm. So then you said you... So let's let's go back a little bit, right? You, sure, sure. You got the Nintendo. We all got the GameCube. You know, you picked Jigglypuff. Was that, like, what were the characters you rotated and then... When you started playing chess and, like, watching these
0: videos, when and how did you settle on Vox? Sure. So, whew, the, I don't know. Like, we all have that uh, early childhood just playing different characters. At one point, I really liked Luigi. Um, and then I settled on Sheik and Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff, because I knew... Just I, I think I was just playing around with her one day and was just using not even her back air, just abusing like forward air, mm-hmm. and being able to move so nimbly in the air. I think I just intuited how it would do well, and it turned out that it would. Just she has strong normals, and I, I it wasn't like a main. It's just for some reason I picked that character and won a tournament with her. Um, and then Sheik was a character in high school that I really settled on taking it seriously, and then into my first real tournaments, I was a chic main for about six months or so. And I remember the moment I switched to Fox was I was at home for break and I wanted to practice. So I started practicing chic and I didn't really know how to grind as chic. So what I was doing was I was doing run off ledge nair fast fall L cancel. And I was doing that over and over and I had a realization of like, this is really boring. I don't enjoy this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up some videos on how to practice. And I think I saw Eggum's Fox practice where he would go against a Bowser on uh 0.5 damage ratio and nine handicap. Yeah. The classic. And just, yeah. And you would just, um, you know, shuffle against a Bowser. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, You know, I think this will help my chic out. (laughs) This will help my tech skill out, make my hands faster, Um, which is kind of true. I mean, if you're just starting, it's not a bad idea to pick up a Spacey just to get your hands faster. But I started playing Fox and just really enjoying the uh, just the direct improvement of like something I can't do an hour later, I can do it Um, or at least sometimes, you know, and that felt very good. And then what really cinched it was the first time I, um, I did a, uh, a wave shine. The first wave shine, after failing it for you know hours and hours, and then finally getting one, and then being able to wave shine someone across the st- like that whole process was just over a week, or however long, and it just was like that's it. This is my character, and then I never looked back since. Damn. So it's just solo practice that got me there, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. That's so interesting that that's how you, it started. Like, that's yeah. how it started for you. But mm-hmm. I think it's also big, especially, like, coming from upstate New York, like, a lot of that, like, there is just a lot of solo practice because, like, it was pre-net play or, like, early build net play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I guess you had, luckily, chess to play with a lot, right? But, you know, it's, you can only, like, You know, when you only are limited to, like, one or two people that you can play with, it's super hard to improve, and and Fox was sort of, like, a directness to that.
0: Oh, yeah. And what really helped, especially having Chess as a training partner and him having a car, which very clearly you could tell the benefit of that, being able to travel the tournament so early, but um, me and him had always had a very strong competitive relationship where from very early on, we were doing like money matches, just the only two people in the room doing money matches. And he would win very early. Like early on, he was kicking my ass because he had, I think he had like six months in long Island or something. Um, and he was also just working really hard. And so the fact that we were pushing each other and did not want to lose to each other was super beneficial. I mean, he was the first person to learn, um, shield dropping, And he just started using shield drops against me and just kicking my ass because of it. And then, of course, I'm like, all right, I got to learn this. And in that early stage when improvement is so difficult, but so um, such big leaps and such huge like staircase, you know, levels of improvement, that motivation was gigantic, along with the fact that we could actually travel to tournaments. I think that gave me a leg up to a lot of other people starting at the same time as me. Yeah, no, almost definitely. I remember
1: that was, like, the hardest thing on, on my side to do is mm-hmm. was just to, like, convince people to, like, drive somewhere to a tournament, you know, in my early yeah. days. And, you know, we had, like, probably the same distances. Like, Onionta's pretty far out also, you know. So. Onionta. 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 My bad. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Fraud. Yeah, well, that's the thing. No upstate New York guy knows all of upstate New York. No, of course not. I don't blame you. Yes. So chess, from my understanding, and, you know, this is from meeting him, talking with him, both upstate and, you know, down here was always into a little bit more of a I can I understand like the mentality behind it. Right. Like him him saying, like, come play me. I'm the best in in central New York is very chess. And to kind of you getting coaxed into that makes 100 (laughs) percent like it's just like I'm like, all right, that's a match made in heaven. But from my understanding, he was like, you know, he really appreciated Brawl and the slower, you know, aspects of, the more nuanced and slower aspects of of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Brawl in itself, it was a, had a great scene as well. I don't know too much about it, I'll be honest. But, you know, one, was he playing Peach at the time, which, you know, we know him, you know, as a Peach, I know him as a Peach player right now. And two, did he like try to convince you to play Brawl first? Or was he like in Melee mode that time. Because from what I understand, like even back in the upstate New York days, the reason he played Melee was because no one really wanted to play Brawl at the time.
0: Yeah, no, he always was. Um, he had a very high, I was going to say high tolerance for a Melee player. No, he liked Brawl. Still to this day, he's very fond memories of Brawl. And yeah. I think a lot of other people who've gone through like the, the new Smash scene, like it's not even like Ultimate scene, Smash Four scene. It's like who plays the new game. A lot of them still really like brawl so he's you know he's kind of in that field um melee was a he has his own storied history and i think you know we we're gonna have him on at some point to go through it himself so i don't want to take too many words out of his mouth but of course um he never really tried to get me into playing brawl i don't remember us ever playing it he he gave smash 4 more of a shot than i did but he didn't really like it that much um But Melee was a game that he, he was like ramping up and he was, he had gotten into it from, you know, from home and was just trying to find someone competitive to play against. And so when we first played, the fact that we were close and he was beating me off the bat, but the fact that I was like doing smart stuff with Sheik, that I wasn't just running into him, that I, I had some sort of competitive, um, experience, I think really sparked, um, just our friendship, but also just our love for Melee itself. Mm -hmm. So, I think we are kind of codependent in that stage where I don't think either one of us would have had any sort of Smash career if we didn't find each other at that stage.
1: Yeah, of course, and that's almost why this question was very chess-oriented because, Mm -hmm. you know, one, he was like your first, like, sort of, like, both rival, but, like, main training partner and you know from upstate like i i couldn't really it was always gonna it was always chess and poonslayer poonslayer and chess you know like you guys were almost like a tag team i mean you also did doubles together and were like pretty competitive in that in the upstate scene as well right so that's sort of why i was like definitely curious about like that specific moment where like you two met because it's hard for my brain at least to like Think of the upstate times and not think of you 2 as, like, a unit,
0: you know? Well, right. There's even more to go into regarding him. I mean, he hosted the first—he hosted uh, Bring Back Underground Gaming, B-Bug, which was a small, cheeky little tournament, but it was a fucking blast. And I don't think without that tournament I would have had the same, you know, same trajectory. I mean, there's so many things because— the day before, or the morning of, we, we, it was it was a tournament where we got hammered the night before and got drunk that day. It was a classic weekend tournament. And it was at his apartment. Um, Lord came. He won. Classic. And yeah, Lord was just, he was farming everywhere. But the morning of, I'm like, fuck, dude, I need a tag. What's my tag going to be? And I don't know how it came to this, but there was a guy on Facebook who we were looking at. His name on Facebook was Poonslayer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I brought it up to like make fun of I'm like, dude, maybe this could be my tag. And then I'm like, nah, there's no way. And he's like, what? What? You should do it, dude. Oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. Yo, I'm the, <laughs> the Slayer. Look at me go. Oh, yo, I'm the poons. And he took a, a pool noodle in the house and started swinging it around like his dick. Oh, look at me go. I'm the <laughs> Slayer And I was like, fuck it. Fine. That's hilarious. And then it stayed with me for four years. Mm -hmm. Just that tag did not go away. Yeah. And so without him, that wouldn't have been my tag. I wouldn't have had my first tournament. I wouldn't have gone to Syracuse all those times or Albany or Binghamton or Buffalo once. And just, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have been active. So yeah, I mean, chess is a, is a huge part of my history. And then later on, we'll talk about the road trip we went on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, and in doubles, um, he loved doubles. I mean, he, he. I loved it too, and, and but he was, like, huge into doubles. And I think that's where he really excelled just because the way his mind thinks, he has a very macro sense of the game. And he would coach me and kind of keep me, you know, in line of what I needed to pay attention to. And then I would just do just wacko shit, and he would play around me kind of. So um, we would exceed our singles skill in our doubles play and that's really I think where we started taking names and and doing well was in doubles um yeah we we just uh we were a a match made in heaven it was it was a lot of fun coming up with him and that's
1: that's funny so that's also well you answered the question on where where the tag came from of course now you're a little bit more mature a little bit older (laughs) swapped to JD thank god so But, yeah, I mean, first tags are always big. I remember, for me, it was between Wasabi or Wazimoto, and that's because I've never had a gamer tag before, and I wanted, <laughs> like, something slightly witty. and so. But it was really arbitrary. It, like, sure. didn't mean anything. <laughs> right, um, right. And so, yeah, so the next thing I kind of want to get into is, you know, the upstate life, right? You know, we, mm-hmm. we talked about the early days, you starting out, but I always thought of you as, like, somewhat of a powerhouse, like, in the upstate scene, at least when I was, like, first starting out, you know, back in, what would, when did I graduate? 2016. So, yeah, back in, like, the 2015 days, I really, you know, I fo- felt that you were, like, you know, one of those who, like, sometimes made it to top eight at, like, the Syracuse biweeklies or the big Syracuse tournaments like Houston Beatdown and, and all of that. So, you know, in those upstate days... Who were your like main rivals? Who were you trying to get at? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we all know Ma- the Lord just like kind of ran shit in Upstate along with right. Beta and Josiah Tag, and then eventually J Moog and came, and then also Cody came. IBDW. Yeah, but you know what's where? Where's your story in that? Because I felt like you were definitely way farther in skill to me at that point. And so I always viewed you as a like, you know, someone who could like challenge those people depending on on the day. Similar to like, Mask, if if you remember him.
0: Yeah, so Mask was actually someone I was going to bring up as someone I, I would always view as a contemporary. And I think we ended off our upstate careers uh, tied in sets, um, like two and two or, or mm-hmm. three and three or something. And uh, realistically, I. I don't know if I've ever won a big tournament. I think I maybe I, there's one in Albany I think I did really well. I don't know if I beat Toussaint or came in second to Toussaint and took a set. Mm-hmm. But there was a time where I was, I think at the end, I was positive against j positive against Toussaint. Only um, I was like 0-1 against Manalord and 0 two against Cody or something like that. So I, I was mm-hmm. in, like, the top four, or top five um, in terms of, like, rankings. It, it's, it, Upstate's just so difficult um, to rank because people place each other so infrequently, and there's a few tournaments where, like, Toussaint was kind of drunk, and so I don't know, like, I can't really count those because at what set... It was just, like, so weird, but there was a time where I was really doing well against Mook, and Mook was the best player in the region. And so just by virtue of taking more sets on him than him against me for a season, that was, like, my peak. Um, but I would still lose to, like, uh, GSM. I'd lose two, but, you know, go even. So I, I never really had any true dominance. I never lost to Pig in bracket. Like, um, the Chess, I, I only lost to once in bracket after like the first six months of us playing or first year or something so I had really good streaks over very good players it just it all meshes together in a weird kind of thing so I think for me I kind of hit all the goals I wanted to hit for myself I wanted to be respected I wanted to be able to go up to all the other good players and sit down with them and play against them at any point just hey do you want to play friendlies and have it be actual friendlies i never set out to be the best and i never set out to you know hit a certain benchmark or to make melee like this number one priority i just wanted to kind of it's weird because my, my tag was Poonslayer, and there's a lot of dissonance that came from what my tag was and what my goals were because I wanted to be good. I wanted to be taken seriously and practice hard and, and mm-hmm. improve. Um, I didn't want to just be this meme of a, of a dude. you know. So I had a lot of weird goals. I was really just trying to figure myself out. But in terms of how my skill came about, I think it was because I was ahead of the curve. Like when Cody was coming up, I think I had like two years against him. And so the first time I played Cody, I beat him. And I had that against him until he obviously became Cody and was fucking yeah. everyone up. But that kind of goes to show, like, I've just been at it for a very long time. And not just, like, playing the game and going to tournaments every once in a while. Like, me and Chess would, were really hustling, really pushing each other to improve and then Pushing the bounds of what tournaments we'd really travel to, so I remember that more than specific wins. That um, was kind of a meandering answer, but that's that's where upstate was for me was just wow. I think I'm doing really well. I'm not the best. I'm you know I'm I'm I could take sets off the best, but it never really got you know to uh, to anything crazy. But yeah, top eights every once in a while a couple second places at impressive tournaments Mm -hmm. so um yeah i was i was i was happy with um with my trajectory at that point
1: nice yeah and so i'm not too sure if this question is is in upstate or if it's out of upstate but was there any tournament you know before we we go into the new york days right and, and we move to that era is there was there any really significant event or tournament that was like you felt like a very big defining moment you know like some for for me it was like number one in the college pr right it doesn't even have to be like an actual event mm-hmm. but like what do you think like when you look back in those upset days what is that like one moment where you're like either like damn that was sick that was a sick event that was a sick run or like what a reaffirmation of why you love the game like yeah this is why i'm playing this game
0: right so one of the biggest tournaments was jalapeno smash it was september 2016 and i had double eliminated jmook this tournament whoa that's crazy two two game 5 sets i won in winners semis and then losers finals Um, And then I lost to GSO. I got kind of smacked around by GSO. Um, So that was a really big tournament because J-Mook was, like I pretty much stopped J-Mook from winning the tournament. He was the heavy one seed. Um, He was just running train over everyone. And I was able to squeak out two sets. So that was a big deal. And then I think at some point, maybe that same year, I think I was ranked like seventh or something in upstate New York just as a whole or, or nine. I don't know. Top 10. And that was a big deal, too. Um, So that was college. I mean, there's one more. Def- there's a defining tournament outside of college. That was a big deal. But
1: yeah, well, let let's get to that. So okay. what was what was that other moment and how so, far out of college was it?
0: Yeah. So after college, we had the, I had the road trip immediately after. That was we'll talk about that. But, um, in it, it was uh, when I started working about six months after I started working. So, 2018. Um, I had a tournament where I beat Kion, Toussaint, and Captain Smuckers in the same tournament. I remember that that was a
1: Smash Corner, wasn't it?
0: That was, no, that was a um, smashed out. Oh, that was a smashed out. Interesting. Yeah. And that was by far my best tournament, probably relatively my best tournament to date. Um. Yeah that that was a huge huge deal, and that single handedly got me on the tri state PR <laughs> that one tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was huge. I remember going home and like having to absorb it before I got back into my house just. Very high emotions. It was, uh, it was a lot. Um, so yeah, th- those were kind of defining things that, when things, you know, when, when times get rough, I would try to uh, evoke those emotions again, or, or however you want to phrase it. Just those, uh, those were big deals to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so about that Smashdown, I mean, obviously K- that was when K on was running red hot, running Long Island along with Dark Tooth. Um, Toussaint obviously needs no introduction and neither this, the Smuckers, but, you know, how are you feeling in, in that moment? What sort of, did it prove anything to you or was it just like a, like, you know, you were in the spotlight and that's what meant a lot? Like, can you recall sort of the feelings that you were, that were in that moment? Because I remember like when you have those amazing runs, like, you know, it's, it's really, really special, for
0: sure. Especially for, like, the first, you know, a few hours after that, right? Yeah. Well, the one thing that really stood out to me was, when I beat k I knew he was playing bad. Um, and, after the tournament, I, I really learned something in terms of what a win means and what it doesn't mean. So, The fact that I was able to beat him when he was playing bad, that is a a milestone. He is a bona fide top 100 great player, and I'm able to beat him. That is something. But to put it into context in the moment like that, I think, was a good sign. I, I didn't take anything away from myself. I didn't say, oh, you know, let's not count it. But specifically, Kion, I was like, okay, I, I knew this isn't his best. He he hits those when he's playing well, but being you know to and and Smucker's right afterwards, I knew I was I had earned something very very strong. Um, and in the moment, I I think it's it's hard to contextualize. Even now, it's hard to to really find. Too many threads out of that that can lead to you know a, a substantive narrative because it, everything that you try to put into a win is it, it's it's all about I guess perspective, but really it really it's just it felt really good, yeah, and it, it felt validating, and I think even at the time I I didn't try to to extract more out of it. Than that, it just that's what it was, and it felt good to to see other people, you know, get excited for me, and, and just you know, I I like that feeling a lot, and I think that's that's honestly the most I can even recall from it. But I remember no, eating Taco Bell after and like choking back tears. I was so, so excited. <laughs> no, I mean I I've had that moment uh
1: fairly recently. I know we talked about it a few episodes back, but like, you know, so there isn't anything like that needs to be contextualized outside of just what you felt. I just want I was really curious to, to yeah. know what you felt in, in those moments, you know, especially if you know, we, you know, we have very different personalities as well. So it's it's really interesting to see how that moment was was for you, you know, for like right. that that big breakout uh tournament. But so, you know, we we've been we've been dodging it around, but I got to ask, you know, like the road trip. Yeah. You know, so, so
0: from my <laughs> 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 what, what do you want to ask? What,
1: does I, to... I I was gonna set the context. I was I was gonna say New York to from what I understand Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 along the while, stopping at as many terms as you could go to, posting as you know everywhere pretty much. I remember I think recently joining the the new the North Carolina Facebook group and seeing you guys post about it because. <laughs> Or, or, no, I think I came afterwards, actually, after the road trip. But I, I know you posted on, like, as many Facebook groups as possible, saying, like, housing, tournaments, where at, right? Yeah. Along with a documentary and along with Chess Money.
0: Yeah. So, the documentary never came to, came to be. It's still on my hard drive. It's We only finished maybe a fifth of it total. It's just – it was a bigger project than we had gone out to achieve. Mm-hmm. But – from my perspective it doesn't matter it was the amount i learned from just that it doesn't need to be made for it to be you know worth the experience the man what a month that was that was that was a that was a huge huge thing and it was right after i graduated and it was about 6 months in the in planning that went into it um where First, we had to identify a a game plan. Um, Alex was really good because it was Chess and I just planning the whole thing from scratch, right? So there was no real precedent to it except for forward. Back in the day, he had a legendary road trip. I don't know too many details, but I know that he just went everywhere and just played in like, just tournament after tournament um, for maybe a month or two. So we just kind of, went step by step okay what do we need to to do first we need housing okay so we had set up a a a date based off of a few key tournaments um cfl was one of them there was a southern florida tournament the day prior to cfl that we wanted to hit um we wanted to go to mole in pittsburgh we wanted to stay at the top two Kentucky players, Cobb and Reeve. We didn't end up going there, but we wanted to um, go to North Carolina. We want to go to, you know, we want to go to all these places and then end and shine. So we just went step by step, figured out housing and smashers are so accommodating. Like it is not that hard to find people to house you. It just takes some time to like go through the proper channels, get accepted to the Facebook group, find a mod that can be your guy to like say yeah this guy is fine you know he's a good person Um, so after all that planning we went on the trip and did 16 tournaments in 30 days in 10 different states and we placed at least third one of us placed at least third at every single tournament Um, we won doubles four times we won first and second four times. So we would like split first and like do reverse mains or something stupid. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I think we, we made about $600 from earnings, but we were, you know, it still cost way more than that. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. But man, I love that entire month. I mean, near the end, it was getting a little hard, you know, it was wearing us down a bit. It was you know, Emotions were high and, you know, was, we we're missing our homes and our girlfriends. And it was, it was just after a while it, it wore us down. But the amount of experience I got was just like I was playing the best melee of my life. I took a game off H box at one point.
1: <laughs> yeah. <at> Smash con, right? <laughs> no,
0: no, no. That was at a local.
1: Oh, it was at a local. Really?
0: Yeah. It was, at, it was at CFL um, weekly. And there's video evidence. There's a there's a video of me taking one game off of Hbox um, but it was playing that much smash even if we weren't playing in a tournament like playing against just some dudes in their house and you know it was uh it was great I have some I have a lot of fond memories of that time we we blew it at shine I think we both got 129th or something because we did not give ourselves enough time to like rest <laughs> we were just <laughs> burnt out just not happy It was shine was not a good experience that year but otherwise good time damn that's crazy so
1: you know how was how do I want to phrase this alright so first like I know that you met like so many people and it, it was such a community based experience right Hmm. I'm. i'm really curious on like what really stood out to you in the road trip both of like what did you expect like did you expect to do well at all those locals did you expect to meet like so many homies along the way and like big takeaways from like really doing a you know a true road trip a true smash road trip which you know i feel like when people do a smash road trip it's like a 10-hour drive to big house you know sure but but this was this was something else.
0: Um you takeaways. Yeah. A month is too long. If I were to do it again, I would do a two week road trip through like the northeast or take a you know, fly out somewhere and you know, a month is too long. That's a big that's a big one. Um and if money should not be a factor. Like you should have a, a healthy budget you should not have any need to win a tournament. And we did that. That was that was successful. We did not budget earning a cent from from our brackets. Um it it really made me learn about my phys- we talk about it all the time on the podcast how our our, our physical state and our mental state affect our play. And I think going back to back to back, like going through so many tournaments under different conditions, sometimes not having great sleep, sometimes being a little hungover, sometimes not eating well, sometimes just driving 10 hours straight and then going to a tournament. Just all the different Johns, I guess, or different um, shitty uh, experiences you could do before Bracket really made me realize which ones were more harsh than others. And Mm -hmm. um I think the big one is is that um if you were to do a road trip with someone you gotta pick someone you have fun with going with alex was I, I i could not pick a better person to take a to go on a road trip with because in the car in random people's houses at tournaments at parties he is one of the most fun people in the entire community and so we did a lot of things right, and I think just honestly the, the going so long was when it got hard, but um, also the more me- melee you play, the better you get. It is not surprising that Bobby Big Balls is as good as he is now mm. Be- because he's going to so many tournaments. When I went to that many tournaments, I got very good, very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of intuitive stuff, but I would say those were my major takeaways
1: Hmm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you must have been playing like what almost every day at that
0: point, right? Probably on average, yeah, like six hours a day. I mean, we d- we drove a lot, but when we played, we were playing. So, yeah.
1: Would you would you do it again though? If it two, was two weeks, uh, two weeks.
0: Yeah, a two week one. If I lost my job or something, and and was able to to take that time or if I needed to take certain, like, if, if it worked for me, absolutely, I'd do it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Word.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, I guess, post that, right, we're in New York, we talked about, you know, that big tournament, but how was your time moving into the city, going into the Neb scene, fighting the New Jersey players? Like, you know, you've had really crazy, weird rivalries, right? Like, between, as you know, in Upstate, we said, like, Mask, and then jmook in 2016 to sane for a little bit as well Swooper if i recall as well but like how were the the new york days before we got to you know this podcast and what shine 20 yeah this podcast
0: yeah so before i graduated i was never great at going out to tournaments i loved playing i love finding people to play with um but I was working usually nights over the summers. I worked at a comedy club and worked nights, so I couldn't go to a lot of Nebs because uh, it was Saturdays also. So The few Nebs I went to, I, I did fine. I, I think I always, I've always been good at kind of playing my average, placing my seed. That's been a, a long-time story. So nothing really stands out to me there. But just in Rockland, when Rockland had... Their tournaments. Jojo was someone I'd play all the time. Um, Two Saint J Flex would come out, and um, another person I'd play with all the time. When I'd I would invite him over to my house, we'd play for about four hours at a time. Is is forty second because he also lived in Rockland, and so being able to play him the amount, I'd mean him became very close. He's he I love I love Jake. He's awesome. Um, so having him come over and just play for hours and hours like really helped me shore up the puff uh matchup but just learning how we learned the game was great we never played in a tournament which is kind of funny um <laughs> and one one more rivalry I, I we haven't brought up yet was vortex um after school ended uh, vortex and i would, would meet up at the same tournaments and for one season i had a very strong record against him um i think it was a it was four and one or something Oh yeah, I remember that. All at all at smashed out. Yeah. So that that was probably the first first time I was really beating a top 100 player consistently. Um, cuz my my good sets against Tu I think were before he was top 100.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I mean having players like Jojo, Tu Vortex, like it's just such a strong scene and and they're always around. Um yeah, that, that that's probably the extent of it. Nebs was just like an hour drive. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't easy to get to Nebs from Rockland. So until I moved here, I wasn't really too much um, involved in, in NYC Smash. Although yeah. I'd always check the brackets, always.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really interesting because it really shows like how little our paths crossed until we, like really until HNC, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And and the podcast, which is which is really interesting, because you were more venturing into Jersey and doing Rockland and Westchester.
0: I didn't even mention. Oh, one more thing about Jersey, um, Hitbox Arena was one of the first tournament series I went to. It was about half an hour from my house in Jersey, and I went there for PM. PM was when I really started. Like at the same really? time, Melee was coming up. PM was exploding. Yeah, this was like three point five. PM no before 3.3.3. What was before? I don't know. Whatever before 3.5 was. Um, yeah, 2016 PM was huge. And so that's, I was still playing Fox. Um, but I was going to PM tournaments in Jersey, melee tournaments, sometimes too, and, um, always entering PM in upstate. Uh, so yeah, shout outs to the hitbox arena. That's how I met super also. So big shout outs to that scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, he just posted a tweet today of some of his old VODs, and and you were in it. Yeah, Prince Slayer
0: showed up, getting getting bodied.
1: Yep, yep. All right, well, I I just have really one closing question for for this thing, right? We talked to you as a, you know, we answered and and talked about you and your player days uh, growing up, right? But what about the other side, the content creation, the, the commentary, you know? Sure. I still remember, you know, once in a while, I'll still listen to like the we didn't, you know, make top one hundred, <laughs> uh, you know, Billy Joel parody and and all the New York City raps and and stuff like that, like. And so, you know, how how did that fit in while while you were both either in Upstate or or in Rockland?
0: Yeah, so really quick, a little bit of context. I have been, I, I did stand up in high school, not too much, nothing crazy, but I, I did it. a a bunch of open mics and then through college i started a comedy club called laugh club and um we would do some improv some stand-up um some hosting gigs where we'd write sketches and perform them and i was really trying to to keep that thread moving throughout you know into my adulthood and, and working life and Um, I had a, a, an idea to, okay, I have melee that I'm taking very seriously and I have comedy, like let's smush them together and try to do stuff. So for a little while I was making videos on Instagram, um, started the YouTube channel where I made uh, some stuff. I tried to do a video a month for like four months. It didn't work out, but, um, the, the, those videos I, I really put a lot into and enjoyed the process. My friend George made original soundtracks for, um, for We Didn't Start the Fire and for some of my other videos he made original music too so I was trying to really cook some stuff up and um, turns out like it's it didn't stick with me as much I, I've, I've the, the main story of me is I try a bunch of stuff and then I move on and then try a new thing and then move on documentary didn't finish it like all these things are you could count them as failures but I'm just trying I'm like just trying to figure out what things stick. And, um, Melee has always been the one consistent for the longest amount of time. So I've always found that anything I try around it is a good way for me to see if that's what I want to do. Do I like doing parody songs? Uh, yeah, I like it, but I didn't keep doing it and that's fine. Same thing with, uh, with the rap videos. I, I've written a third one, but moving away from George. I didn't have a studio anymore. I didn't have a place close by that I could record it. So I ended up dropping that project, but you know, I might bring it back again. I enjoy, I enjoy writing them, but yeah. And then commentary too is, is always something I'm trying to sneak into. That's its own kind of arc. And, uh, it's kind of difficult for that. If you want to hear about my commentary, um, struggles you could actually listen to the webs episode where i complain to him <laughs> he gives me advice on air that's really
1: funny i still need to listen to that episode actually so yeah, it's
0: good I, I can't wait yeah hey you should listen to the wannabes will i should listen to the <laughs> wannabees podcast i fucking hate you jd <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah this this has been the one project that's really um kept me sane where you know, the, the YouTube videos you mentioned were sort of built out of desperation and I need to do something. And so this kind of gives me a good baseline of feeling like I'm moving forward with content, with production, um, while still giving me the freedom to kind of shoot out and try different things if I, if I so choose. And so I think, you know, just like in your episode, where you you've kind of settled into uh, something a little more, um, I guess, mature than than our college days. I think we both kind of found out, like, all right, now we're now we're where we kind of want to be, and now we can kind of restart with a more um, with a more clear path forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's no. that's how I feel. Yeah.
1: Nice, man. I mean i can't say it any better i think those are that's a great closing thoughts so i mean we're we're gonna record after this for our week <laughs> yep. one yes we are but uh <laughs> thank you for you know coming on again and then telling your story this was super fun and this concludes the wannabes 1v1 week for march madness so thank you guys for listening
0: yeah and we'll we'll talk in about five minutes
1: yeah i know we're just gonna end this recording